friends. <laughs> uh, it's so nice to call you my friends because some of you will become close, close friends. We are excited to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and some of you will be like, eh, you're fine on the podcast, Stephen Jenny. We don't, <laughs> that's fine. You know, we, don't, we don't need to be friends with everybody. Um, but we love it when we find like-minded people uh, to bring into our lives and to um, truly just kind of embrace and say, hey, we love you for who you are. We love you that we love you for loving us as we are. Yep. And we're excited to just be on this journey together. Okay, so last episode we talked about knowing truth, and today we're going to talk about how to feel that truth. Um, all right, so Jenny and I are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is not meant to be uh, a a missionary tool or uh, something to, um, Rest to assured. Prom- promote the church or or our beliefs, and <laughs> and we and we giggle because. There are members of our faith who would look at us as slight heretics. Yeah, for sure. Because we do things that are out of the ordinary, uh-huh. out of the norm. And I, th- I would say out of the norm from a cultural standpoint, not necessarily from a doctrinal standpoint. Yes. You know. Agreed. Doctrinally, hey, we, we, we stay the course, but culturally we live a different life. And that's great. We love it. Um, so for those of you who are slightly unfamiliar with the backstory of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's this guy named Joseph Smith. He has, um, a vision of God and Jesus Christ appearing to him, and he proceeds to receive other heavenly manifestations. And part of his mission was to bring forth a book called the Book of Mormon. And that's where members of our faith get, uh, nicknamed Mormons from the Book of Mormon. And uh, Joseph then also had a number of revelations that he recorded, and then those things are thing are are scriptures for us. We consider those revelations to be scripture. Well, there is a there is a verse of scripture where Joseph, uh, the Lord, through Joseph Smith, is talking to um, this guy named Oliver Cowdery. Oliver Cowdery helped Joseph Smith with the translation of the Book of Mormon. This revelation was given to Joseph Smith. At, at the request of Oliver, saying, hey, I need knowledge. And it goes, this is Doctrine and Covenants section 8, verses 1 through th- 2. Oliver Cowdery, I, verily I say unto you, that assuredly as the Lord liveth, who is your God and your Redeemer, even so surely shall you receive a knowledge of whatsoever thing, whatsoever thing you shall ask in faith with an honest heart, believing that you shall receive a knowledge, concerning the engravings of old records, that's referring to the Book of Mormon, which are ancient, which contain those parts of my scripture of which has been spoken by the manifestation of my spirit. Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which shall dwell, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. And then later he expounds on this some more and said, Behold, you have not understood. You have supposed that I would give you knowledge, when you took no thought save it was to ask. I say unto you that you must study it out in your mind, then you must ask if it be right, and if it is right, I will cause that your bosom shall burn within you, therefore you shall feel that it is right. But if it be not right, you shall have no such feelings, yea, you shall have a stupor of thought that shall cause you to forget the thing which is wrong. Wherefore, you cannot write that which is sacred save it be given from me. Okay. 
So Oliver's asking, hey, how, how can I know how to do this process of, of translating and, and knowing the truth? And the Lord says, you're going to feel it in your heart, but you have there's a couple conditions. You have to ask in faith. You have to have an honest heart. You must believe that you'll receive knowledge. And we also believe that you have to have, be sincere. You have to have pure intent. And you have to have faith in Christ to receive truth and knowledge. So I'm a yin person, Stephen. I'm always receiving and trying to apply to me. You just told me a story about somebody else. What about me? Exactly, and that's where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> it's got to apply to me. <laughs> stories are stories. That's great, but what about me? Right. Okay, so I've had multiple people over the years, as we've talked about, well, this is, this is how you find truth. You pray, and then you wait for that feeling in your heart, that, you're that burning in your bosom. That oh, just goes, you're, you're ready to go heretic on me, aren't you? <laughs> okay. All you have to do is wait for that. And see, this scripture always resonated with me because I feel truth in my heart. Every time that, that God has said, this is what you need to do, it was like a flash of knowledge into my brain that sunk into my heart and swelled. Oh, yeah, that made total sense for you. Total sense for me. But what about me? Exactly. That's where I think you <laughs> should comment because I think God was speaking to an individual very was... specifically about what he needed to do to receive and feel truth. And it's not and necessarily how he was applicable. Wired. Right. And it's not necessarily applicable to everybody. Okay. Go, Jenny. Got it. Okay. So for me, if I get on my knees and pray, I never get any answers. Never, people. Never. And there's going to be some of you out there that are like, yeah, I agree. Like this whole like ritualistic kneel on your knees thing doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't work for me. And I don't wake up in the middle of the night with visions either. I don't. And I know some people do, but not me. And so there comes a point where I was playing this game called Relationships to Riches during a coaching exercise. And it kind of talks about what are the things that are most important to your life. And religion, God, felt pretty low, which was kind of shocking because I have a personal relationship with God. We talk all the time, but I do not talk to him on my knees. Even praying over my food is still a little ritualistic to me. It seems like a rote exercise It's times. rote, but I know that it's important to any of my kids who might be wired that way to have that in their part of their lives. And, and to pause and get gratitude. Sure. Gratitude. Sounds great. <laughs> um, so I'm not wired like Steve. I'm not wired like this scripture. And yet I have a communication with God all the time. I have some spiritual gifts that have like blossomed in the last couple of years that, that I just told Steve yesterday, like they don't shock me that they sound they suddenly show up, but they do kind of catch me and go, wait, that's what I was seeing. So I can see multiple things with my eyes. I can, I can watch. So after I learned how I was wired to receive knowledge, I started recognizing that I could see Steve's aura respond to an answer before it was even out of my mouth. To, to a, I respond to an answer to a question before I had even finished saying the question. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And so there are people out there, and I've done some asks, and I call them my light workers and healers. When I'm asking on Facebook, hey, light workers, are you experiencing X, Y, or Z? And they'll come back, oh my gosh, yes. Light workers, 
Lightworkers who feel weird because at the age of five, they can feel the earth spin. Or they can have a sense of something that's going to happen before it happens. They feel weather systems. Change yeah. in the climate. Upsets. I get very agitated before an earthquake. Very agitated. I live in Utah. We've gotten earthquakes recently. And I would be like angry, agitated, what's going on with me. And then an earthquake happens and I'm all calm again. Because I was preparing for it. I knew it was coming. So there's lots of things. So my wiring, not to digress too far, my wiring... I found out was completely through my gut. So when I'm teaching this to Christians, I will explain that you tune in to the light of Christ through this specific part of your body. Some people, they feel it in their entire being. I feel it pretty much in my gut. That's where it comes in. That's where I channel it. That's where I feel truth. If I study it out in my brain, I can run down a million rabbit holes. Uh -huh. It doesn't actually fulfill anything for me. But if I focus on letting my brain run amok with something of worth, so I'll choose some obscure thing in the scriptures and say, hey, brain, go figure that out. And the brain goes, okay, I'm going to run. And I explain this. And I'm like, it's like feeding a puppy dog. Here, puppy, go play with that. And the puppy's like, okay, okay, sounds good. And so it goes off and running and plays with that piece while I let my body, my let my gut run my life. And then in my communication with God, something that very much spoke, up, spoke to me as a teenager was when um, a teacher said, always have your heart saying a prayer to God. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And yeah, and that whole concept of pray always, always have your heart drawn out in prayer was more like foreign to me. Because I'm like, well, no, he gets down on his knees. Well, that's what I did for a time, but it's not like, as I hear you describing your connection, it's like it's this constant connection. Like you're constantly connected, where I connect and disconnect. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and then other other people have a. Like a ritualistic, I go to this spot, to this place, to this position, to this thing to connect. I go to a temple, I go to the woods, I go to a mountain, I go to my knees, I go to my bed, I go to whatever. Right. And then other people seem to feel truth when they're just on the move. I like, I feel truth when I'm out there getting my hands dirty, helping somebody, helping them fix their roof, helping them put up their fence digging in the trenches with them, that's where I feel like God is approving of me because I'm in action. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Isn't it? So you can fill it in more than one way, and you can always access it. Now, for the non-Christians, because if you're non-Christian and you're hanging with me, oh my gosh, bless your yeah, soul. kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hanging out and just sticking with it. For you... What you're going to be doing is basically accessing truth of the universe through your body. That's what it is for you. And I'm going to take this a step further. And it's going to be mind-blowing. Muscle testing. Muscle testing is accessing knowledge in the universe that's going to be independently truth for, true for you right now. I've known muscle test dancers to change. It's based on how much how hydrated you are. It's based on what you need to know right now. And what else, Steve? Vibration. What vibration how, you're at. So when you're thinking about frequencies, you know, and tuning into 
FM 100.3. You know, you, you have, your radio has to be tuned into that frequency. So if you want to be tuned into the frequency of the light of Christ or the light of the universe or the light of the divine, however you want to call it, you have to tune your, your whole body to a frequency. Yeah. And that frequency can't be in this like constant like, oh, the world sucks. My neighbor sucks. My children suck. Well, you can be in that frequency. You just have to know that the amount of um, knowledge you're accessing yeah. in the universe is going to be that same frequency. And you want to change your frequency, you change your habits. Okay? You tune up. So I go to church, but I'm, I'm not accessing a lot of light at church. What do I access when I go to church? I access a moment of meditation. My kids know there's about a 15-minute span. Mom's going to close her eyes. She's not going to respond to you because I'm there to sit on a bench and meditate. Mm -hmm. And it's bliss for me. And for me, it's not that 15 minutes of meditation. It's the music that we sing. Like when I tune into the songs that we sing in our worship services, that's when I'm like, oh, yeah. that's when I feel like. Actually, I've, I've been dying to ask you this question. So you said that you you feel truth in your gut. Okay, so talk to us about me. <laughs> I don't know that we've talked about this. <laughs> talk to us about you. Okay, what am I saying about you? <laughs> well, let's talk about our subject, our favorite subject when we were dieting. Let's talk about us. All right, so the moment that you decided that you were like, okay, I want to marry Steve. What was the body response? That you received well that thought I want to marry Steve came after the body response oh really tell so yeah expand like I want to hear this like um, give me some popcorn okay I get, <laughs> popcorn <laughs> if you've got your popcorn just as a very in very brief I was engaged before uh, I I met Steve while I was dating a guy then I got engaged to said guy then I broke off engagement then Steve started coming around and like knocking Come on, let's play. Hey, let's go date. And I was like, arm's length, dude. Like, hey, I'm I just came off a relationship that was heart-wrenching. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept knocking. So I I love I, I love Steve's playful nature. I really enjoyed his company. I thought he was like the best friend I have ever, ever found. So I kept him around for that purpose. You used me. Oh, no. You were thoroughly enjoying You used me as a friend. Whatever you could do to get in my presence, you were willing to be. Um, but in my body, there became a moment where I realized that life without Steve would be like life without air. He literally embodies air. And that's like his element of nature. And a breath and, of fresh air. And he's been told he's a breath of fresh air. You're right. So I realized that if I were to live without him, it would almost be like not breathing. And I didn't want to experience that. I didn't want to go back to a life where I literally had a hard time breathing, where anxiety attacks were part of my life. I wanted to have a life where there was so much air that I, I might need to take a break from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a roller coaster, baby. <laughs> So that's what I was experiencing in my body. And when I had that strong desire come out from my gut and heart, then it was no, there was, it was a no brainer. Like, of course I was, the next thing out of my brain was, well then. I want to marry him. I want to marry him. 
And I'm just going to run that by God and then move on forward. And God was like, whatever you want, Jenny. And I was like, great. I choose him. Let's go. And then I told Steve, okay, you can propose now. <laughs> Bear in mind, he'd already proposed once. <laughs> and I was like, She's like not yet. Uh, do you not- want to break off the relationship or do you want to keep going? But marriage is not an option right now. <laughs> And so when I gave him the go-ahead to propose, and he was like, yes, I got her. But it took me a lot longer than it took you. Yeah, a full like eight months. And when you were I was in the- thinking about marrying me, was it the heart and mind option? Totally. I was. It was you a- were in a church building. I was, I was in a temple. You were in the temple. And there was music playing. And, uh, and there was this moment when I was like, like, I want Jenny to be my my companion through life and it was like that swelling feeling like that sounds great <laughs> that's a, that would be a wonderful choice like <laughs> and every every moment of of divine light into my life that's been kind of this turning point spiritual experience has always been this <laughs> explosion of swelling light and love and out of your heart warmth space. in my heart yeah, yeah. So that is that is one of the things. So for you, because as a yin person, it's always what about me? So what about you? Where do you feel it in your body? What are success principles? Take our examples and then look at your own life. What do you feel? Where do you feel it? Is it? And it doesn't matter. You can apply it to God or universe, however your belief and, and system is. And it can is. be for anything. This isn't just like... No, it really can be for religious anything. or spiritual truth. It can be for academic or intellectual stuff. Because when I'm teaching someone how to discover truth in their body I'm like you need to now double check every decision you make in fact Steve put out an emotional weight loss course and in a one-on-one session I've been teaching this one nugget and so you're here and you get to hear the nugget muscle test truth test your body for everything you eat for how many portions you should have because when you do that you have just told your body that you respect it as your best friend because your body's been your best friend this whole time. You may or may not have been abusing the relationship, but trust every bit of that process. Double check what you're putting on your body. Should I wear this shirt today? Your body will tell you. I mean, just this morning, I was going through the process of deciding to go to the gym and I did my muscle test thing like, uh, So the way I do it is I think a thought and then I wait for that thought to move from my head down into my heart. If it stays in my head, then I'm like, oh, it's not something I should do. If it moves into my heart, then I know it's something I should do. And then sometimes there's a kind of this neutral feeling that's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And so this morning I was like, I should go to the 7 a.m. gym class. And it, boom, sunk right into my heart. I'm like, okay, 7 a.m. gym class. And then I'm like, it's laying in bed and Jenny's awake and reading a book, and I'm like, I kind of want to just stay here. Maybe I'll go to the 8 o'clock. And, and, uh, different, and your body different, pushed you out of bed. Yeah, my body pushed me out of bed, and then different things conspired to be like, go, go, go to, to the, the 7 a.m. And, uh, and so I went to the 7 a.m., I did my workout, and then I proceeded to run six miles <laughs> during the 8 o'clock hour. So, and, uh, yeah. I'm like, I feel great today. But I probably wouldn't have gone for that run if I had gone at eight. No, sorry, would I would have been like, oh, it's too, too, late. too late in the work day. Yeah, too late in the work day. So take a chance. Listen to your take body. Take a chance, 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 take a
Some of you, somebody out there will appreciate that reference. <laughs> take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so just, just discover it. Think about it. Look in your body. If you want to bounce ideas off, you can always schedule an appointment with us and talk. With us, with Jenny. Jenny's the one-on-one -on -one person. Yeah. And she loves it. She's so good at it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's enough of a teaser. Um, but uh, you can know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that freedom can be, you can tune into that truth. Okay. Until the next episode. Talk to you later.